If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a great day. Hello, Jax. How are you? It's only Tuesday. It's like a slug till I the know, end. I know, but we're like this week is going to be a slug to the end because we're so excited for, you know, the weekend and the holidays, so we're going to have to work extra hard for it, but I'm just getting ready to celebrate. I'm getting ready to feel like I deserve the holiday, you know? That's the yes. best. No, this is really just the greatest time of year. I can't even explain to you. Ali and AJ really said it best. They summed it up nicely. It's the greatest time of year. And it's here. <laughs> I'll get my triangle up. It's the greatest time of year. And it's here. Let me simply state it. Joy to the world and everyone. Lift up your hearts and fill with life. That song is so good. And I only recently rediscovered it thanks to your Jackie Ho 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 playlist. Which, you know, I haven't listened to in a really long time. And it's really not what I thought it was. What do you think it was? A blend of like classics mixed with classics done by new modern singers like they had there was some very weird things in there but in a good way like what there was this one song you know what? I actually want to find it because Please do. it was like a it's like by a rock band it's like a cover like I really hope you know what I'm talking about if you say it I'll probably know because that's an expertly curated playlist for those who don't know Jackie ho 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 on Spotify is my holiday playlist that I have been working on and contributing towards for probably 10 years now Every year I add like the songs that I'm listening to and then so it's a really good amalgamation of all the best Christmas music. And like, oh, one of the weirdest. Oh, okay, wait, sorry. One of the weirdest. I Dreamed a Dream by Susan Boyle. Beautiful fucking song. <laughs> Beautiful song gets me in the holiday spirit. Okay, I just need to find this one song, Jackie, because it really shook me. I haven't heard it probably. Where the fuck is Susan Boyle? Where the fuck is we Susan Boyle? We need to have Boyle? her on the toast. We do need to have her on the toast. All right, maybe I can't find it, but I will. You know what? I feel like if I look at it. Oh, Alone This Holiday by The Used. So fucking good. Sydney, oh. and how does it go? Baby, light a candle. Don't say a prayer for me. Yeah, really random, but good. So fucking good. I mean, that's for, you know, my seventh and eighth graders on the bus listening to their iPods. And the youths came out with a holiday tune for them to listen to around that time of year. And honestly, the song is so, so good. If I hadn't been listening to Jackie Ho 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 while reading a book two days ago and I heard that song, I probably never would have heard that song ever again <laughs> in my life. And that's just crazy to think about, like, we're living in a simulation. Like, they wanted me to hear that song. Yeah, no, it's the power of Jackie Ho Ho Ho. Also, I finally indulged in the new Kelly Clarkson Christmas album. I hadn't had the time or space, but I was writing all of my holiday cards on Sunday. Bruno was Santa's helper. I'm sure you guys saw my Instagram. He was elfing around. And I put on the album, and it's just chef's it? kiss. The problem is, though, that her original Christmas album is so fucking fantastic bop after bop like mm -hmm. classics and like songs that she wrote that and songs that she wrote by the way that are turning into classics right so it's like you don't want to listen to the new album because then you're not listening to those songs mm -hmm. so i did find a playlist that was every kelly clarkson christmas song ever including like remixes and it's flames what do you think is the best kelly clarkson original christmas song Underneath the tree, yeah, here, where, where you should be. Snow is falling and the carolers sing. Just wasn't the same. It fucking pops it's, off so hard. It's going so hard on TikTok it, right it, now. Ugh. And they're actually this guy who does like a lot of music content who I actually really enjoy. I'm just like always learning interesting things. It's like modern Christmas songs that will eventually end up being classics. He just started the series and the first one was that song by Kelly Clarkson because the fact that it hasn't been around forever is shocking. It's really just an instant classic. No, it's so good, but she has so many great songs on that album, Wrapped in Red, and that's the name of the album actually, but it's also a song. And she's just the queen, the queen of Christmas. Sorry, Mariah. Like, I know you have, I know that Mariah Carey is technically the queen of Christmas because like the one song really trumps all the others. But there's a lot of really good Mariah Carey Christmas covers on your playlist. She does amazing covers of 
classics all, all too. Lang Syne. That's probably one of her best songs, honestly. Yeah, no, she really gets you in the mood for a New Year's turn up. And it's like a fucking banger. Yeah. Um, but wait, I had something else I wanted to tell you about music. Just give me oh, one second. Okay. Anyways, head over to Spotify for the playlist. I need to update it for like the new songs this year. I haven't had a chance to listen to like Carrie Underwood's new album, but I will I will get to it. I remembered what I was gonna say. Um Oh my god. It was about Mariah. Ke oh, Kelly. Do you feel like Kelly Clarkson have is having this moment right now? Kelly Clarkson's been having a moment. Yeah, but like we we've been knowing no, but no, no, the no, no, world. No, 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 like we've uh, yes, we've known since like 2001 Kelly Clarkson is having a moment. But the world has been knowing for I would say a year now like it's been a lot of different things I think it's really amped up because I think with like the Kelly Clarkson show yes like the world knew but those were like already the Kelly fans I'm talking about like the Gen Zers who's like who's Kelly Clarkson I'm telling you like Kelly being on The Voice and becoming friends with Ariana Grande I'm on TikTok I have she's my... been on The Voice for a while though this but new, with Ari this with Ari. new Ari moment is, in, is a moment within a moment but it's like everybody I do feel like for the last year six months to a year Kelly's been having like her shine okay but can I tell you like Gen Z is now coming on to Kelly and this is how I know it's partly in thanks to Ariana you know she does Kelly Oki on the Kelly Clarkson show like Seven every rings. day yeah well so she does a cover of a popular song every day since her show has been She's on the, the queen air of covers I don't know if you guys know that if you ever go to one of her concerts she performs a different concert a cover at every single concert but recently all of her Kelly Oki covers from the Kelly Clarkson show have been coming up on my TikTok because she did Billie Eilish I don't yeah. relate to you. Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's so, happier than ever. Yeah. And the the kids were fucking quaking on TikTok, Jackie. They were like shook. They said it was some. Some people said it was better than Billy. Like that's what people say. And now with the Seven Rings cover she just did, she is like reaching an entirely new audience. And I'm telling you, like this is only the beginning of the moment for Kelly. Kelly, like you go, girl. You I'm, go, girl. I'm so happy for her. I'm happy for honestly for the kids that they're getting this level of talent injected into their everyday life. And I'm happy for you, honestly. It's nice to see your hard work pay off. You know why I'm happy for me? It's that in all of these 20 years of Kelly Stanhood, like I have never felt disappointed by her. And you never wavered once. No, not even about me, like just about her. Like I just I can't recall a moment where I was ever like unsure or like just felt that I waned in my Kelly Stanhood. Yeah, she's been like a a stable force in your life she yeah she really is like a stable role model also I she's do, definitely a role model I do want to say though we haven't gotten new music from her that wasn't Christmas music in like six years the last album was meaning of life and it was really good because she does can is do that no the piece wrong. by piece one no that was yeah. before that but meaning of life was good but it wasn't like my favorite ever what's the album called before that um with piece by piece and all those jams dance with me what's that album called I'll find it. And like Heartbreak Song. That's the best That's album. I think is one of the best pop albums like ever. Of all time. I yeah. agree. And like no one fucking cared because Kelly was like ignored by a lot of people for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I look forward to some, you know, exciting new secular music from her. Piece by Piece is what the album's called. Okay, That cool. makes sense. So, But yeah, her entire discography page on Spotify like is Christmas music. I'm just going to put that out there for 2022. That's what I'm going to manifest, a secular album from Kelly. Yeah. I feel like I put piece by piece in the category that I put like Native by One Republic. Just like underappreciated best pop album of all time. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Why are you smiling? No, nothing. It's like... What? <laughs> are you going to say that's one of the things I always bring up? It's becoming. Okay, that, you know what? I'm proud of that. Like, sorry I have immaculate taste in boy bands. I have no regrets. Boy, man bands. No regrets. I said what I said. It's man band. They're, oh, they'll always one be a Republic, boy band to me. One Republic is a man band. No, One Republic is just a band. <laughs> it's just a man and a band. Yeah, it's a man and some unidentifiable men. Speaking of, bring back Songland. Yes, what the fuck? And actually, I saw someone, I, I, people were talking about it on like, maybe it was a toast group. And they were saying Esther Dean is like involved in another show now. She like, is Battle of the Cover Bands. So does that mean she's out on Songland? I don't think so because I'm sure she's just doing this in the in between because I've not watched Battle of the Cover Bands, but I can imagine it's nothing of the sort. And it's nothing compared to Songland. No, like yeah, exactly. It's literally the the antithesis. Like of fuck? we're covering songs as opposed yeah. to writing them. We like we can't have anything good. No. Hopefully, I mean, I haven't heard anything, but you know, because we do love the show, like it will get canceled. Yeah, of course, because we are toxic and we curse everything. Yeah, everything that I've ever loved. Canceled. Since I was young. Yeah, that's why you loved me so much, I got canceled. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, we've got a great show for you guys. We've got the Fast Five, and it's Tuesday, which means it's Dear Toasters Day. Our advice segment will be at the end of the show. We've got a little TV recap. Jackie finally caught up on Succession. We'll talk about that before Dear Toasters. Yes, so much to discuss. I'm oh. really glad something happened. Yeah, something big. I guess, like, once a season in the finale, something happens, and then, like, that then the next season is spent like everything plays out not really it just sort of like pussyfoots around this big new change that like doesn't even signify change you would have thought like at the end of last season when um Kendall did what he did in that press conference Mm -hmm. that that would have upended everything in the next season and it kind of like didn't they just had a lot of conversations well he just like spoiler alert like failed yeah but like he it just sort of petered out Yes, towards the end of the season, it's like, are you still against your family? I can't tell. Yeah, he lost steam. Anyways, we'll recap it, and that's really exciting. And I finished my horrible book. Mm. Still horrible. How many stars? Tell tell the people how many stars you gave it. One single star. What was it called? Drag it. Okay, here's the thing. I hate dragging a book because someone spent time and energy. That's so Writing this. They put their heart into it. They put their foot into it. It was not for me on any level. It was awful. It was worse than I could have imagined when I thought I was reading a COVID book. And I, in the beginning, I thought it was like COVID's in the background, which is like kind of interesting because that's where we are right now. Where I just read uh, Tessa Bailey's new book references the fact that we're, we were in lockdown. Right. So I, I was, uh, but then it just, if you've read the book, you know, it takes the craziest turn. I explained it to Claudia yesterday. It sounds like it was written by the person in the, person in the world who's, the most out of everyone in the world, the number one person who's most scared of COVID. Yes. Yes. It was like the fear mongerer's guide to COVID. <laughs> yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. And so I really didn't like it, but I needed to finish it just to see where it was going in order to give, have an opinion and to reach my Goodreads goal. And so it's a one for me, but then I was like reading all these reviews on Goodreads and like people really loved it. Great. Loved. Like they said it was the best book they read this year, which is, which is so funny and you know what's actually also really funny so there's a thread in the redheads right now the facebook group people sharing the worst books they read this year Mm, is my book in there i'll cry no no but it's like every single comment is someone's favorite book no of course like luckiest girl alive is there a number of times like oh yeah invisible life of Addie larue like all of these books that like someone loves but also someone hates and that's just books yeah that's true actually you know as an author myself of a new york times best-selling book girl with no job the crazy beautiful life of an instagram thirst monster available anywhere you buy books amazon kindle barnes and noble indie bookstores um no i know that like my book either like you're gonna love or you're gonna hate and it's very personal it's so personal I would it's say some would say books are more personal than comedy and food yeah and you know i'm not in the right business for someone whose d- desire is to be 100 percent validated because i'm in the books business and the comedy business yes um I also finished a book yesterday. I'm just plowing through to my 30 Goodreads. The fact that I will have read 30 books when like up until last year, up until a year ago, I probably had read four books since I left high school. Mm-hmm. Is I'm so proud of myself. Like, and honestly, I was talking about it yesterday. Couldn't have done it without you. Like you really, you gave me the Kindle. You gave me the resources. You gave me the Luckiest Girl Alive, with, which really changed my life. And then you threw in Evelyn Hugo, which just really changed my life and I'm like this is books like who knew yeah couldn't have done it without you truly like a hundred percent of the credit goes to you I'm so proud of you and I also just want to say I'm in the exact same boat like in 2020 I read 65 books that's insane in 2019 I I read five and they were all on vacation at the end of the year in 2018 I probably read zero books oh for sure like from the time I left high school the books I probably read were the three Andy Cohen books like that's it yeah it so I'm just feeling really proud of myself and yesterday I read the new Tessa Bailey book window shopping which I started and put down after seven percent I'm like I can't read this and I don't know what compelled me to keep going but it was adorable perfect for end of year reaching your goals like I read it in literally three hours it was so fast there was like obviously like the fatal flaw of the book is like this girl gets her dream job and like her dream job is being a a window designer which is just really niche and and she keeps talking about her dream like it's like you know being a ballerina like I just couldn't I don't know, it's reminding me of Cruella. It was a little corny, in a sense. Were you getting Cruella vibes? No, actually. But now that you say it, maybe. But I wasn't when I was reading the book. But the only problem was that, like, I was picturing the main guy. Are you going to read the book? I don't know. I might. This book is getting the wildest skew of reviews yeah. in the redhead's face. Okay, whatever. This guy's really tall and goofy. That's, like, his thing. And I'm telling you, I could not close my eyes without thinking that he was Tom Wobbs Gams. Like, 
the way he described his body and like his personality, I was like, oh my God, Tom Wapscams from Succession is this man in the book, Aiden. It was so weird. That's really funny. Tom Wamsgams from Pride and Prejudice. Literally. That's crazy. Maybe I'll read it. I just started another book, The Family, which is a Dana's recommendation. And also it was a read by read with Jenna Choice. And she always chooses really good books. Um, who the fuck is Jenna? Jenna Bush Hager from the oh, Today Show. She has, she has a book club. Cute. And a few times our books have crossed. I think the only book we actually both chosen is Nothing to See Here. Was Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. Exactly. Nothing but to See Here was great. Anytime I've read a book that has been a Jenna's choice, it's actually been really good. And I can't say that for all of the like famous book clubs out right. there. So um, when it has the read with Jenna stamp, I do I do take it a bit seriously. The, the read by JBH. Yeah, exactly. Very cool, very cool. Um, now I think with further ado. No, we, without. I, you never know with us. <laughs> there, might, there might be more ado about nothing. Much ado. But now without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Luminous. We don't have a ton of, ton of time to get ready in the morning, so we're always looking for a way to put on makeup faster and easier. Makeup has always been a challenge between not having enough time, getting a good skin match, but not anymore. You gotta check out Luminous and their new Breeze Cordless Airbrush System. It's a completely touchless way to put on foundation fast and easy, no sponges, brushes, or fingers. It goes on with air and is made for everyday application within just minutes. Okay, I just have to say, I've had my makeup done using this, using Luminous products like a couple times in the past, and the way the makeup lays on your face is so sickening, but I thought it was something I could only really get done with a makeup artist. But now that they have this Breeze Cordless Airbrush System that it's so small, it's like smaller than my phone, it lays your foundation on so gorgeously. They have so many shades you can find the perfect match it's very cool to be able to do it at home when I thought it was something I was really only gonna be able to do with um a makeup artist super convenient it's a handheld airbrush cordless and rechargeable you can bring it wherever you need it has a no mess tip that prevents it from spraying in your hair or your eyes it's available in 18 shades so there's a color for every skin type it is water-based cruelty-free products made in the USA clean and has an 18-hour wear so there's no more heading to a happy hour after work needing to reapply your makeup um, whether you're updating your beauty routine because you're heading back to the office or you're just getting looking for a better, faster way to put on your foundation, we've got good news. Right now, if you go to breezeairbrush.com slash toast, you'll receive 50% off the airbrush makeup system plus free shipping. And because you're a listener, there's a special free gift included for you. So that's 50% off plus free shipping when you go to breezeairbrush.com slash toast. Breeze is spelled B-R-E-E-Z-E, airbrush.com slash toast. Don't forget, you get 30 days to experience the airbrush in your own home and send it back for a full refund if you don't like it, which I highly doubt. Great. Our first story, Kim Kardashian says no counseling or reconciliation effort will repair her marriage to Kanye West. Kim wants to terminate her marriage to her estranged husband, Kanye, sooner rather than later. Kim filed documents to move forward with her divorce and requested to be legally single after she first filed for divorce from the rapper in February of 2021. In her latest filing obtained by People on Monday, Kim asked to have child custody and property matters be separate from her marital status. So she is forging ahead, you know, Kim, please come back to me, didn't stop her from filing. More specifically, these, Kimberly. These court <laughs> documents, which to me, I'm, this is par for the course I feel I'm not I feeling don't, no I think you're being delusional no why I think that they should get divorced and then officially get back together I don't know I don't know if they need to get like remarried ever but oh, I think they'll find oh. their way back to each other I think that for Kim like to be married you know in legally and also be doing her own thing like I don't think that's what she wants I think she wants a fresh start I think she should have that I just do think that this start will lead to an end that might involve Kanye but I think that they should continue with their divorce proceedings oh okay I didn't really see it that way but I definitely see what you're saying yeah I saw this as it's more like, like so Elizabeth Taylor and she loves her Kim loves Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's for me, it's giving, you know, Greg and Nene, you know, like fully divorced and then had a whole other wedding. That's my frame of reference. But Elizabeth Taylor works too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, she's also dropping the West. That's a, sh that's a shame, but I understand. It's a shame because, like, by the way, what is going on with KKW Beauty? Is it still in the rebrand? Yeah. But also now it's going to have to be KK Beauty, which just doesn't sound great. Yeah. I I'm, like, it's crazy that she made Wes such a part of her brand to begin with when she was already a household name. And so now to have to you know, change all the signage is a lot of legwork. Work. So, but I mean, it makes sense that she's dropping Wes and she doesn't need to have it there. No. 
but I... But the businesses will be affected. Yeah, but so maybe this, like, KKW rebrand coming with her divorce filing will get a new name. Just maybe Kim Kardashian Beauty. I think that sounds better than KK Beauty. Yeah. Whatever. As it pertains to the divorce, um, I don't know if I'm really, like... I'm not 100% in on them getting back together. I'm very open to the idea. Mm -hmm. But I also just love, like, Kim, like, having the opportunity to look elsewhere. Like, it's fun. You know, she's in her 40s. She looks the best she's ever looked. She's at the top of her game. Like, she should be able to enjoy the fruits of her labor. Yeah, I agree. I'm here with... And also, if they don't get back together, this has been so, like... Tumultuous. Dragged out, almost. And I'm very comfortable with the idea of them not being together. It would just be, like, the greatest treat if they did. But I, my... I will be okay if they don't. I agree. Like, we're, we're past the initial shock. Yeah, no, I feel like the way that they did this was best for the grieving process, yeah. you know? Especially, like, there was rumors first, then there was, we got comfortable with the rumors, and then there was solidification. It was and, a long, drawn-out thing that eventually we were just like, okay. And tired of. Yeah. And used to. Yeah. Even, like, th these news stories, like, I'm just... I'm just kind of over it. Like, let them live. Yeah. I'm, like, just, I'm here for them getting divorced. I'm also here for Kanye's, you know, big. Romantic gesture. Romantic gestures. And I'm also here for Kim and Pete. I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm just here for the happiness of everyone. I don't know. Kim just passed the baby bar. Like, she's so much coming up down the pipeline. She needs to focus, you know? 100%. She might be joining a new law firm, could be other right. lawyers in the mix, and one of them catches her eye over a late night briefing. The McKenzie oh file is sitting between them. It's so, like, the legally blonde. The steam is coming off the files. Yeah, maybe he's, like, a first-year associate named Emmett, and they have to drive to a remote location to talk to a witness. Mm -hmm. And then Kim gets the alibi from her sorority sister, but she can't say it because she swore to secrecy. And Professor Callahan says, screw, screw sisterhood. sisterhood. And that's wrong. Just an idea. Just an idea. Anything's possible now. When you believe. That's what you need to add to your Christmas playlist. You know, my cold, icy heart, as it pertains to pentatonics, was slowly melted when I heard the Pentatonix cover of You Will When You Believe by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. It is probably one of the most beautiful arrangements of it's a song. with Marin Morris, and it's on my playlist. Oh, it is? Okay. I would listen to the playlist almost in full yesterday, and it didn't come on, so. Hmm. Blame be, Spotify. Must be a me thing. Blame Spotify. No, I blame, I just, I just I blame myself. I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just go. Because <laughs> you're not going to call me out like that. No, no, no. I didn't really, um, I wouldn't say call out. I wouldn't. I that. think that you did. No, I, I probably I would I would phrase it like me. that. Try to embarrass the playlist. I don't think I would try, try to poke holes in something I've worked so. Hard I don't on. think I would phrase it like that. I just think that I was being constructive. Right, right. Thank you. Because I just want you to be the best version of yourself while curating your playlist. You know. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Our next story: Travis Scott is out of Coachella 2022 mm. lineup following the Astro World tragedy. Uh, I think that's for the best. Travis Scott has been effectively removed from the lineup of performances from the 2022 Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, Variety has learned. The development follows a report in Palm Springs, which reported that the rapper was dropped from the bill following the tragedy, which occurred at his own Astroworld Festival in November. Was he a headliner? He was one of the headliners. Mm. And sources say the festival informed his agent of its intent to pull Travis from the bill, which he was to headline, and that it would pay a kill fee for the cancellation, typically 25%. An insider adds that uh, his agent had been steadfast in trying to keep the slot, which would have marked Travis's return to the stage after right. Astroworld. I had heard that they offered to do it for free. Who? Travis oh. offered to do it for free and they still said no. Well, to be honest, I mean, I'm not that's going. That's just something I heard. I'm not going to Coachella, but if I was purchasing a ticket and I saw Travis, like, I would definitely think twice about it. I have to imagine people aren't comfortable. It's not been long at all. I, I don't think I would feel comfortable at a Travis Scott concert for a while. I would agree. That was my same thought because, you know, I'm not I'm like sure. saying eventually he will perform again. And if people want to buy a ticket to his concert and be Make in the that choice. environment, then that's fine. But Coachella being like a festival of so many different artists and people. And it's just, I, I think it would also just, they don't, I'm sure they want nothing to do with, with that this, tragedy. Yeah. You know? And I think that that event really cast a light on like maybe some security issues at other festivals. And I'm sure now moving forward, other festivals are going to have like way more precautions in terms of like guardrails and just like a million things. I think it was like a terrible thing that nobody else wants to experience at their festivals. So 
I, I can't imagine any festival even remotely wanting to be associated with this man. Right, especially to be the first one back. Right. Okay, in 10 years maybe, but like... Yeah, but not... Like, I'm sure they just want their festival to go off. They've already been through, like, so much with right. all the postponements Postponement. and cancellations. And I, I think this is the right decision. Who's going to fill in? I don't know. We shall oh. see. Excuse me, you know what would be great, but, like, maybe a little early for her? Olivia Rodrigo. Like, because yeah. when this lineup was announced, like, she wasn't really at the place that she's at now. Her entire tour sold out. She played, like, Austin City Limits. She played Rolling Loud. I think that would be Did a great... Did she headline those? No, it was, like, during the daytime. But still, like, I think the Coachella crowd... Like, the thing with Olivia Rodrigo is, like, she's so new, but she's so much more famous than people who have been around for 10 years. Like, I think she actually, like, could. Could headline? I know that's crazy. I think she, like, it would be... It would. It would be really crazy. Yeah, no, it would be. But like Billie Eilish, well, first, remember when we went, Billie Eilish was... At a different stage. She, she was, was super like new. In like the third row. Yeah. And, and now she's like headliner status. Oh, yeah. But I think it might be like still a little That's too That's true. Billie Eilish is a good comparison. Yeah. Our next story, a little justice news. Larry Nasser survivors to receive an additional $380 million settlement after years-long lawsuit battle. Fabulous. From who? USA Gymnastics? USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee have agreed to a settlement with the survivors of sexual assault of Larry Nasser, who filed lawsuits against the former osteopath. That's really not enough money. According to the USAG's official site, a federal bankruptcy court in Indianapolis on Monday confirmed a $380 million settlement between and those who were assaulted by Nasser during his two-decade tenure, with USAG overseeing the medical treatment of gymnasts hoping to represent Team USA in the Olympics. USAG and USOPC will also provide several other non-monetary provisions to the lawsuit complaints, including a dedicated seat on USAG's board of directors and an investigation into the organization's culture and practices. Oh, great. So if some of the survivors are like involved in USA Gymnastics now I guess yeah, put them on the board put them on the board like that makes this much less likely to ever happen again yeah but if it's going to be survivors on the board not just like hey we're gonna have a board seat of someone who's like making sure this doesn't happen again oh sorry I I mis- I interpreted it as someone one of the survivors being it just di- says a dedicated seat you know um, it could be someone who's like some asshole yeah yeah okay well it's a start love the 380 million for the girls um I just literally load this man with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's having a miserable life in front of him. Yes, I agree. But in I, prison. We do love to see a little justice. We do love to see a, a little justice. And those girls are so brave. Like, after all they've been through, they're just heroes. They're role models. They really are. They really, really are. Um, before you continue, mm-hmm. do you mind if I just say a little something? Please do. Do-do. Do-do. You've got to check out Omaze, the new way to enter to give back to charity and have fun doing it. Here's how Omaze works. You enter for the chance to win something amazing, and at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's fun and easy. It's a fun and easy way for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win big prizes, like a multi-million dollar house in Miami. Here's how it works. Go to omaze.com slash toast. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash toast. Select the Miami Dream House or a different experience of your choosing. And then once you've selected your prize, you could choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. The more you donate, the more entries you get. Through your donations, Omaze has raised more than $150 million to support over 350 nonprofits around the world. Everyone deserves a chance to live their dreams, and with Omaze, extraordinary prizes are within reach for everyone. Enter today for your chance to win the Miami Dream House or other life-changing prizes and experiences at omaze.com slash toast. Plus, receive 20 extra entries when you enter code TOAST20. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash toast, and use code TOAST20, TOAST20, to receive 20 extra entries. Great. Our next story, speaking of Olivia Rodrigo, she's belting out her hit song, Driver's License, at the real-life DMV. Oh, I saw her, um... Tiny desk. Ooh. Wow, really? Just disrespected the book in a atrocious way. I'm so sorry. Yes, I saw she did her Tiny Desk concert at the DMV, which was very cute. Uh, yeah. Most Americans dread a trip to the DMV, but Olivia Rodrigo was wa- willing to hang out at one of the offices after hours. The singing sensation spent time at the Glendale DMV in California earlier this month recording a show of NPR's Tiny Desk concert series. The unusual gig location was a reference to her big hit, Driver's License, which she performed at the DMV along with three of her other hits. Her team reportedly paid $2,383 to use the DMV office after it closed to the public for the day. Economical. Yeah. I mean, it's a little on the nose, but... I mean, I just like the DMV 
will I never know, be an aesthetic. I like, know everybody hates the DMV, but I feel like I hate it more than that. You don't even have a license. I know, but that, but I think it's because of like just the DMV trauma that I've experienced. Okay, what, in my first what's the trauma? Permit, they're just so mean and so impatient, mean. and they just like they're oh my god, especially in New York because you get like New York attitude plus DMV, DMV attitude, and it's just it's it, in my first permit photo, like I literally have tears in my eyes. <laughs> Because they're, like, yelling at me, like, to go do and this and that. And I'm just, like, I'm just a kid. Yeah, no. That's the thing. When you when you first experience the DMV, and I think why we're all so emotionally scarred by it, it's because when you're, like, 15, 16, 17 getting your permit, and you're so young and impressionable, and they're so mean to you always, that's why I think, as a society, we all have, like, childhood trauma from the DMV. And, like, you're so excited to be doing this thing. It's and such they a just, big day. And they just rip you to shreds they just take a dump on it yeah i'm actually dreading the day that i have to go in for a new photo because i have the same photo i've had my my license expire i think maybe once since i've gotten it but they just send me a new one with the same photo but i do think eventually i'll have to take a new photo right yeah probably i can't tell you how little i'm looking forward to it because my photo right now is hella cute oh look at you yeah like it's just like a random thing like i actually looked like pretty that day yeah, but it's always interesting. Like, those pictures, like, whether it's license pictures, passport, whatever, like, they really are a sign of, of the who times, you are. You know? Yeah. You can't face tune. You can't do a little... Trust me, I've tried. ...turn of the head. Like, that's your big face. No ring light. That's your face, and you're stuck with it. Yeah, and, like, a, a lot of the times, you have to put your hair behind your ear, something about, like, showing your ears in your picture, and that's just, like, the most unflattering. I don't mind it. I actually did something crazy last time I had a photo taken, I did an updo, like, I didn't do an updo. I just had my hair, like, What back. photo was this for, like, passport? Yeah, one of those. And it That's was, like, very brave. Yeah. No, but it, it turned out, like, kind of cute. Okay, well. Just, like, pro tip. I haven't had my photo taken. Like, my passport and my license are, like, on the verge of expiring, so I haven't taken a photo in, like, eight years. Get ready. Like, 40 pounds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, have to, I actually have to practice, like. No, and, like, do some, you know, ice rolling. Yeah, yeah. Gua sha. Yeah. Really get the face as tight and trim right, as snatched. Right, and so then you show up to the DMV looking and feeling your best. Yeah, but like after all the the shit they put you through, you're like sweating, you're crying. Like after it's, being made to feel like you're worse. Yeah, yeah. You gotta bring the ice roller with you. No wonder I never went back. Yeah, but Olivia Rodrigo is throwing herself into the lines. It was a very good concert. I guess she has good associations with the DMV because it's where she did get her driver's license, which like you know changed her life opened up the whole world to her mm -hmm. literally figuratively musically so i would imagine like she looks at it fondly yeah i wonder if she's gonna continue doing hsm sm sm she is yeah she said when they go back to filming i saw that she said that 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 she's in i have to imagine she's like feels like brought down by it a little bit like she's just on this trajectory and this Thing that, yes, of course, did contribute to her. But, like, she's outgrown it a little she bit. She definitely has. Well, I think, I mean, perhaps she has, but I think she has all these new fans now who are going to want to watch her on it. And I think she's going to make it an even bigger show. And now she has, like, this acting thing going on where she also gets to sing. And she, this music that they write for her or that she writes, she writes there is, very is good. really good. And I think it just adds to her portfolio. Yeah, but I do think, like, a lot of her new fans, like, some of the older ones, like, we can't watch it. Like, I watched the first season and it was, like, super cute, especially given, like, the whole story with Joshua. The second season, like, it's really for, for children. Like, mm. it's, it's like, embarrassing to watch it. Because I was going to say, I liked the first season. So did I. But I just realized I never watched the second season. It was, like, I felt embarrassed, like, to be watching it. Like, Ben came in, he's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I can't tell you. Damn. It's for kids. Okay, but maybe the third season, like, they, now they know they have this new audience. Right. I think that they could If they made it, it more of, like, a little bit of a mature show, like a Degrassi... I think it could be good. I think that they could and probably will do, but I think they realize there's an opportunity here, and it's also Disney Plus. Like they have the right. It's not on Disney Channel. Like they can get a little. They could throw in a fuck, you know. Yeah, no, but also they can hire the right people to make sure that it's like a good show. Is this a Kenny Ortega production, High School Musical, the musical, the series? I don't think so. It doesn't have the Kenny Ortega stamp on it. No, it doesn't have the Kenny Ortega touch. Like there's not a jazz square in sight. No, and that's how you know. That's how you know. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's the final story. It's the final story. I can't think of anything to say. And that's a magic number. Okay, what is it? Hit me with it. I'm going to hit you with it. It's a little clarity around some of our conversation from yesterday about the Peloton commercial. Oh, I have one thing I want to say. Okay. Before we dive in. 
before we dive in. Something totally unrelated. I have to issue a correction yesterday. When I was talking about the sex lives of college girls, I said Renee Rapp was a lesbian because that's what I saw on TikTok. She's not. She has a boyfriend. So sorry. I did not mean to like miss. Okay. Identify anyone. Got it. Completely unrelated. No, but just, just you reminded me of yesterday. Yesterday's yeah. tings. Well, we were also talking about when did this Peloton uh, commercial come together? Why is Ryan Reynolds always like doing Peloton stuff? Here's the thing. First of all, it did come together in the last 48 hours post premiere of Just Like That. I just want to say like, yes, that's what everyone who's involved in the commercial, like Peloton social media, Ryan Reynolds, all the actors, that's what people are saying. I did have someone in my DMs who works like high up at a production company say that like these contracts were going out to like Chris Noth and stuff in June. That's all I want to say. I saw that you got a DM. I sent it to you. You sent it to me. And then I also got a DM from that person who's really adamant that this was happening back during the summer. So I just want to say. I also got a DM from someone who works at Peloton who said this happened in the last 48 hours. Okay. So, and the, you know, the public line is that it did happen in the last 48 hours. Ryan Reynolds's production company, Maximum Effort, was the driving force behind the commercial. Which is why he did the voiceover. Which is why he did the voiceover. Now, I don't know if this has anything to do with his parody of the Christmas commercial from a few years ago, or if that's just totally Unrelated. a coincidence. But it does feel like he's always, you know, injecting himself in the middle of Peloton tings. So, Pelotings. 48 hours good for them if it's tr- if true big if true well what i said yesterday is like it wasn't a very highly produced commercial like it was one scene it wasn't like a a story like there was literally just one camera two people a couch one set it could have been sliced together and edited in 48 hours i do think that's still possible i stand by what i said yesterday yes but it's not that so much because that's a day's worth of work but it's the getting like first of all it's the how much are we See, paying Chris Noth no, negotiating? It's seeing the episode, like realizing that, oh my gosh, okay, we have like a bit of a PR opportunity on our hands. It's coming up with the idea, which you know in these corporate bureaucracies take forever to yep. get off the ground. Yep. Then we have to talk to Chris Noth's agent. Mm-hmm. They probably have to get like Sex in the City or Approval. HBO Max, like because they did reference it a little bit. And so I, it's the back end of that that is surprising that got done. Yeah. I'm hella skeptical. Like, it's possible, but I am skeptical. It's funny. Yesterday, before they announced that it was, you know, 48-hour turnaround, you were more believing that it was 48 hours. No, but now that I want us to believe it's so bad, I'm not believing it. Wow. They think that they know that I know, but I know that they know that I know. Wow. Yeah. She turned it around. I did. I flipped the script. She flipped the script. Those were the past five. Feel as though you needed to know them. For sure. Yeah. But we're not even close to being done with today's episode because oh, we've got no. so much good stuff. We're going to dive into the TV recap, mm-hmm. which is brought to you by Hush Leggett's. Let's talk about the quality of your sleep, Jackie. Okay. The reality is over 160 million Americans struggle with sleep, and Hush is here to help. Hush is an industry-leading sleep brand that carries a wide range of sleep essentials for every sleeper. Whether you're a hot sleeper, cold sleeper, they have everything you need to get the job done. They carry everything from pillows and sheets to their best-selling weighted blankets and mattresses. They even have their ice technology, which keeps you cool all night long with their iced weighted blanket and their mattresses. So if you're looking to improve your nightly rest naturally, Hush is the answer. They also offer a 100-night guarantee on all of their products. So if you can try out any of their products for 100 nights and return it with no hassle whatsoever. Great gift for someone in your life. Weighted blankets are great for someone who's like struggling with anxiety. Great gift for yourself also. Like if you just need a refresh of your bed, if you sweat in your sleep, it's nice to purchase products that are completely targeted towards keeping you cool. That's their ice collection. It's a true game changer. They also love to give back at Hush. From day one, they've donated one in 10 adult products and one in five kids products to those in need around the world. So if you're looking to upgrade your sleep, head over to hushblankets.com. They're having a huge sale right now. So make sure to check it out before the sale ends. Again, that's hushblankets.com to take advantage of the big sale that's currently going on. Wonderful. Okay, succession, spoiler zone, fast forward if you haven't watched yet. But season three finale popped off. I mean, it was really like I was watching it very excited because you said a lot happens. And I was like still took me, you know, two hours to get through it because nothing was happening. But then, of course, the last two minutes um, we got the answers. It was also a gorgeous episode, like taking place all over. Aesthetically. Alexander Skarsgård house in what is that like? Like Como? I don't know. I don't know where it's supposed to be, but it's so sickening. Like it's just upsetting to watch. Like when they go from the helicopter to the boat to the house. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was honestly thinking like I need a Zofran because that's a lot of travel, a lot of like, and also like, 
I've never been in a helicopter. You have, though. Never. No? I'll never go in a helicopter. Yeah. But I think that you, like, if you feel everything, because it's, like, not that big. Well, I think the ones that they're on are, like, the limousines of helicopters, like, really fancy. I don't think it's that bad. But, no, it's not a a mode of transportation I'm even remotely interested in ever pursuing. Yeah. And then to get into a boat, like, I was just like, ooh, where are the sea bands? Yeah, like, why did everyone want to go from the wedding? Like, I would have rather stayed put at the wedding. (laughs) I just feel like this, this episode really highlighted, like, how fucking annoying all the kids are and I know that like I think that most people are like team kids which is so crazy these kids are such fucking ingrates first of all except from Kendall who's a murderer so like it doesn't even matter neither of them have ever even properly worked at the company like for real like he had a stinted LA Roman and then he like quit because they didn't like his movie or whatever and he was doing a bad job Shiv worked in politics up until a year ago like but you expect this fortune 500 billion dollar company just to be placed up your ass because you're Logan's kids like they're such fucking ingrates and they just expect so much from Logan and not only does Logan give them nothing which like yes I guess is frustrating as like a kid but like you don't fucking deserve it no but I don't feel like he gives them nothing he gives them everything they have like billions of dollars to they don't names. care about that they want the power like they do not care but about what, the money but what will they do with their the power they're so ill-equipped and also like the entitlement yes of course like you would hope that you know you will succeed when the day comes but like Logan has said over and over again the day is not here yet so like every time they don't get what they want they're gonna like go and tell the world that he's crazy and like deranged and like old senile man no they're so out of control so ungrateful and so ill-equipped to take over this company unworthy I completely agree I mean anyone who's team kids I can't understand you whatsoever like and when Logan was like make make your your own own fucking pile I would like that's it that's the whole thing and also not only make your own fucking pile but you have a whole pile to start with right like you have literally every opportunity in the world but the only thing you want is to take away the, the thing your dad built fuck off no and it's like they have no respect for the thing that that he built they like talk so much trash about it like wait they, they don't even like the company they don't even like the company they don't like their audience they right. don't like anything about it so why are they so desperate to get it i, I don't know they're such in they're so entitled no that car ride where they're like talking on the way to the villa that logan's at like Three, the blind leading the blind. Like, no, and three they really idiots. thought that they were going to storm the Bastille, stage this coup, and like I, to have their asses handed to them in such a way was so beautiful. My only, if I'm a little RDH, it's like I, I do wish that Roman would have Me too. turned because he's been like the most loyal up until this point. But it's like, I understand why he didn't. Like, Logan once told Kendall, like, this will be yours. Mm-hmm. Just trust me. And then he, you know, didn't give it to him. He said the same thing to Shiv. And then Shiv shot the bed. And I'm sorry. So why should that, Roman believe him? So, like, when he's saying to Roman, no, Roman, like, it's, you know, you'll be t- a tops. He's like, listen, fool me thrice. Shame on me. Who is your least favorite kid? Say it on the count of three, okay? It's oh, so easy. It, it changed recently. Me too. One, One two, two, three. Shiv. Shiv. Okay, wait. Who's your favorite kid? One, two, three. Connor. Roman. Oh, Connor. I forgot about him. I love Connor. He's harmless. Like, really. Yeah. Um, And when he had that, like, that whole break, when Kendall was like, I'm the eldest son, I was like, ooh. Well, because they have different moms, right? Yes. Connor has a different mom yeah. than everyone else. Got it. Got it. So that, I, I felt like he had earned his right for a little bit of break of a breakdown, but like, it's funny how nobody cared. Like I know, but he did earn his right. They're so fucking mean to him. They're so mean to him. And he's the only one who's like grateful like I can have I my dad gave me everything in the world I'm gonna buy a ranch marry this girl like pretend to run for president like he's the only one who's without his hand so far up Logan's ass yeah yeah you're right there's value no in and Connor. it's like he asks for big favors he doesn't get them and then he doesn't go turn around and burn down the whole thing right he doesn't like betray his whole family he just goes back to his million dollar ranch he comes up with a new plan totally no, but he's a bit of like a fool like he's really Job yes um from Arrested Development but he's just the only one with any sense of like Love and yeah, loyalty. Lo- love, exactly. Which is just so crazy. And then let's talk about the Tom of it all. I, I just Tom wasn't. has ex- been my least favorite character for I know two seasons and eight episodes. Yeah. When Shiv was like, who the fuck told him we were coming? I wasn't expecting us to find out. I just figured there's like, you know, snakes everywhere. Like, and then it, it didn't even hit me at first. He put his arm on Tom and then Shiv's face is like, it was just really brilliantly done, and I loved every second of it. First of all, Shiv does not deserve Tom. Tom is like Tom wanted to be so loyal, and like she wouldn't let him, and she's so mean to him. Like fuck Shiv, I'm so team Tom. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, 
No, I mean, it's, it, uh, I don't know how they say married after this, but the, how were they saying married before? Like, she right. literally treated him so poorly, mm-hmm. and he, he was looking out for number one. And, and number two, Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. Who's so cute, and I really hope he ends up with the princess. And also, like, Cousin Greg is pretty loyal, because even when the family was at odds, like, he stayed it good with Kendall and with yep. everyone else. So I, he's a good one to have on your side. Right. And I just, I hope that, you know, this... This L, this big fat L for the kids, like continues on. Me too. Season after season. Because I don't know what the end goal of the show is, but if it's like the kids winning, like I'm not interested. Well, I think the end goal of the show is like succession. Who will succeed? Right. How does, you know, when when Logan, because eventually he will die, either die or retire, then like what comes next? I'm here for the Gojo deal, by the way. Like we've got to evolve. Yeah. We've got to. I agree. And Alexander Skarsgård was spitting facts. So he was giving like Elon Musk vibes. Yeah. I, so, I just, when he like, was telling that story of like Mark Zuckerberg told him about like the Roman slaves and Logan was like, oh, Zuckerberg has some kid reading history for him now. <laughs> so funny. You have to watch a show with subtitles like, or you will miss out on like some really good shit. Yes. But I watched a lot of the show when I was like binging it. I watched so much with subtitles and you realize a lot of the script is because I guess they want it to be like very realistic. A lot of it is... Uh, uh and stuttering and like kind of repeating themselves because it's not like yeah because it's like real conversation and it made it me really hate the dialogue oh, doesn't bother me at all oh it really having the subtitles on i try really hard to do it without otherwise seeing all these uhs and like small things that they bothers say you. in between it just really bothers me oh i mean i, no- I noticed the errs but it doesn't bother me and i feel like i would miss out on half the show like i would have no idea what's going on if I didn't watch with subtitles. Yeah, if I hear something that sounds important and I didn't get it, maybe I'll go back, put on subtitles. And depend- it depends on who the character is. Like, sometimes on Yellowstone, I have to put on subtitles for um, John Dutton because he just speaks so low. What I thought was really great about the episode was, like, they had that conversation, Greg and um, Tom at the wedding, and I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was, like, a weird Tom thing. Like, I didn't think anything of it. And then when he ended up being the one who, like, ratted, it was just really, like, a full circle. I'm like, oh, that's why he had the conversation with Greg. It was just really kind of excellently done. Yeah. It really, it was. I just, I feel so justified. I've been Team Logan the whole time. And I know most people have been, like, Team Kendall and, or even, like, Team Shiv and whatever. And just, like, I feel seen. No, I can't believe people out there are not Team Logan. Like, that's insane to me. I feel like that's... Like, if I meet someone, I have to ask them if they're Team Logan or Kendall. Because, like, if you're Kendall, like, we just have totally different values. Like... I completely agree. Like, respect your elders. Like, don't be ungrateful. Don't be entitled. Like, I just can't. Yeah, no. Be grateful for what you have and, like, stop trying to kill your father. Put him in an early grave so that you can take over with your mediocre ideas. No, and so I think a lot of people take Team Kendall because they think he's, like, this, like, progressive, like, hero. And he's going to, like, change the politics of ATN. When it's, like, he's a bigger fraud than the rest of them. He stands for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. Right. Fuck the patriarchy. Like, like such a loser. Such a loser. Such a loser. Um, When he was, like... <laughs> Yeah, we've got Vanity Fair, like, doing this big interview, and Combrey's like, it's mostly us reaching out to them. Like, you know, it, it got really sad, sad for, Kendall. for Kendall really And I didn't quickly. realize at the end of last episode, when he was in the pool, that he was attempting to kill himself. Well, when I saw that, I was like, did he just uh, I didn't think anything himself? of it. I but thought it was just, like, an artistic thing. No, I saw that, and I was like, uh, is Kendall dead? And then the previews for next week had Kendall in them, so I was like, oh, okay, right. so he just took a nap. Right. No, but I guess it was in between the two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really good. I'm surprised there's not one more episode. I just find that extremely confusing, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, but I, you know what? If we never got another episode, I would be completely fine with it because I'm sure in the next season, like, you know, Logan will have to take some L's and they'll tussle back and forth. Uh, and I don't want to see that. Like, this is the ending. If the show ended like this, beautiful. Beautiful. I actually couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, okay. Any other TV you watch that you want to recap? I started this show called some 20 Somethings Austin, which is like a new reality show on Netflix. And I have to say, it's so atrocious. Like, it sounds good. No, it sounds good. And I was watching it and I was like, this kind of sucks. And I posted it on my Instagram and everyone was like, literally, there's not one ounce of drama. Like, nothing happens. Hmm. So I just gave up while, but I thought it was interesting that they cast like a really like normal looking group of people. Like, on reality shows, they're always just putting people like, I've never seen a girl like that when I walk out on the street. It was like normal people with like normal bodies and different, like diverse sexualities and ethnicities. And I liked that, but it just wasn't good. Like, that's. 
Well, it sounds like a good premise. Maybe it they does. can get it together. And I think they'll probably do 20-somethings, like, well, New York. Not you, if no one's watching. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Not a bad idea for a franchise. No. Um, okay, well, the show is not done yet because it is Tuesday, and that means we're doing Dear Toasters, our advice segment. So if you ever want to write into Dear Toasters, the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We will answer your submission anonymously. Um, and today's episode is brought to you by Skylight Frames, a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. It's a great way to feel close to those you love even when you're separated. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Just plug it in, use the touch screen to connect to your Wi-Fi, and enjoy. Sending the photos from your phone to the Skylight Frame is also effortless. Everyone in the family can just email them to the personal Skylight email address, and they'll pop up in seconds. So it's really tech-friendly. Like if you're giving this to a grandma or a mom who's not super techy you can set it up for them in less than 60 seconds and they can set it up for themselves it's super easy and then they never have to worry about updating the photos you do it all from your phone emailing pictures to the frame and they'll literally think you're steve jobs yeah literally like that you invented this like crazy ass like magical frame it's really a great way to keep in touch with people friends family who live in different parts of the country um they have so it's a 10 inch screen it's really gorgeous and you can swipe through using your finger um and you could also tap it to say thank you to the person who sent it. So it's just really cute, great way to stay in touch, great gift for the holidays. And they have 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Now as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code toast. So that's $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go skylightframe.com, enter code toast, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E, Dot com promo code toast. Okay, you ready for Dear Toasters? I'm ready. Good morning, Jackie and Claudia. First things first, I've been a toaster for about eight months because my friend from college made me watch Claudia's stand-up show while I crashed at her house in Minneapolis for a work trip. TMT has reinvigorated our friendship in the best way possible. We're in different life stages right now, and between life and the geographical distance, we didn't chat that often. But now we talk and joke daily about the toast, and it feels like we're in college again. Oh, That's very sweet. I'm currently 24 weeks pregnant with our first child, and my husband and I are so totally at a loss for boy names. He desperately wants a little girl. We don't know the gender, and for that reason, along with the fact that I come from a four-daughter family, I think we're probably having a boy. We've had the girl name picked out since day one, and we are in love with it. It's a classic name, and it relates to both of our families, but as for the boy names, none of them are speaking to either of us. We obviously have time, so we agreed just not to think about it for a while. My husband has this amazing friend slash mentor who's an eccentric older man who has never been married, has no kids, nieces, or nephews. He's a very normal name for a man, but it's also kind of blah. He's always been so generous to us, housewarming gifts that cost thousands of dollars, surprise airplane tickets, nice dinners. We just recently found out that he is worth an obscene amount of money. Do I suggest to my husband that we name the potential boy baby after him on the absolute off chance that our child gets set up for life? I'm so embarrassed even typing it out. But like Claudia said, money talks. I can't tell if he would be annoyed that I suggested using his friend or if he would vehemently agree. And then we are stuck with a boy with a blonde name but a potential trust fund. So here are the questions. Do I keep this to myself or tell my husband? Would you name the boy after him or hold out for one that speaks to you? Sincerely, a toaster who wants a daddy warbucks. Mm, well you should definitely talk to your husband about it if it's on your mind and it's an idea and like see what he says maybe read the room maybe he would say no I actually never even liked him I don't want like our kid to be named after him maybe he would like be touched maybe he would be like yeah oh my god actually I think that you know we might get the fortune and if you like the name and there's not another name that you love like this is a real option so talk to him about it I'm not saying do it but also I just want to say there's a way for you to like get his fortune it feels weird to say there's a way for you to get his fortune without naming your child like but when you do have a child like make it clear that this man is a very important figure maybe make him the godfather like Like something random yeah like invite him like you can work on getting your fortune without naming the child so if you hate the name like that's you know a valid reason she doesn't hate the name though she said it's blah she said it's a, a classic male name, which sometimes is like... No, that's what they said about the female name. It's like a no. perfectly classic. She literally said, she said it's said a blah. She said the female name has, has family history for both of them. His name is a classic male name. That's what no. she said. The girl's name we are in love with, it's a classic name, and it relates to both of our families. Okay, and Boy his, names, none of them are speaking to us. Um, he has a mentor who has a what name? He has a very normal name for a man, but it's kind of blah. That's what she said. Okay. So it's not, I'm imagining like a Matthew, you know? John. Biblical John, yeah. Yeah, which is like fine. Fine. I mean, but also, I mean, I, 
like this is how I felt before we found out the gender I was like I had a million girl names picked out and not one boy name and we needed to find out the gender because otherwise I would have never like spent my time on boy names mm-hmm. so obviously you've already made this decision not to find out but maybe you should just find out because oh yeah like you just you need time to plan and think about these things that's true because if you find out the gender and it's a girl you don't you're even fi- have to think about this to, blah name. Yeah, but they've clearly decided not to find out the gender. But I think if you're really, like, at a loss for names on one gender... You should find out. Yeah. It might just take some of the stress off. I can't imagine, like, going in kind of unprepared mm-hmm. like that. For half of the possibility. So definitely talk about um, this idea with your husband. You know, take his temperature. But also, you know, get some baby name books. Those are always, like, really fun to do. It is. You know, it's also a great way to... Um, find good different names is by reading books like that's what I was gonna say I you know last the book I read last night the girl's name was Stella and I love that name but my best friend Anna just named her kid Stella so I would never but it was like got me thinking like that's a gorgeous name yeah no reading especially reading like historical books historical fiction like names it's a great way to find names yeah and the the man's name was Aiden, and I also thought that was a gorgeous name, too. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. So I actually... What's... I, everybody's saying that. Oh, okay. I'm so glad you asked. Is it's it from, the soup one? It's from TikTok. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love soup. Soup girls are the most popular Is girls in the chicken coop. Is it those with the soup that yeah. you once sent me? Yes. And then every, now everyone's... And that sound went viral, and then now people are making their own sounds. Like, I made one. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love rice. Rice girls are the nicest girls in high school. Like, you just make up your own little thing. Got it. Okay. Like gorgeous, gorgeous girls are always running late. So it's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're just and like started, so smart. And it started with soup. Yes. And the chicken coop. Okay. Um, so yes, I think we've given actually good advice. Talk to your husband. Maybe find out the gender. Really invest in good books. Those are three really good options in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But good luck with Daddy Warbucks. Even beyond all this naming things, please keep this man close to you. Like give him an important role at the christening or something. Like... There's money on the table here, okay? Maybe you can name him after Daddy Warbucks himself. Yeah. You know what Daddy Warbucks' name is? Carl. Oliver. Which I is love the name Oliver. A beautiful name. I love that name. It is way too close to Olivia. I know. <laughs> um, okay, next up. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. How you doing? Doing good. Huge toaster. Thank you for getting me through the pandemic. So I'm getting married to my P-Jum fiance this coming summer. We've been married for, no, we've been together for seven years and are from the same hometown. I've been super close with his family and I love my future in-laws, especially his mom. Unfortunately, last November, my fiance's maternal grandmother passed away at the age of 99. It was definitely coming and she's in a better place. I loved his grandma and she even gave my fiance her wedding ring to use as my wedding band. Here's where it gets awkward. Due to COVID, we have not had a funeral for grandma. Some of the family lives in another state, so it's been difficult to coordinate a time that works for everyone. My future mother-in-law asked my fiance if we could have grandma's funeral the day after the wedding. My fiance is a people pleaser and didn't give her a yes or no. We had planned on staying at our hotel an extra night since we are going on our honeymoon at a later date. The funeral would be two hours away and I definitely didn't want to be hung over. I feel like a bridezilla for saying this, but having this funeral during our wedding weekend will make the fact that the wedding is over so much sadder. Am I the worst person in the world for not wanting to go to a funeral on my wedding weekend? What should I do? Love a toaster and the least favorite daughter-in-law. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I just want to say, I think you're like in this tunnel. I'm so glad you wrote into us because you can't see out of like this. As normal people, you're in laws requesting that their grandmother's 99th funeral be the day after your wedding is so asinine when she passed away a year ago find another day fuck off you have to stand firm that will ruin your wedding vibe it's not like the funeral is next door so it's like everyone's in town so let's just go over next door and then we'll bury gran but it's like two hours away so we all have to travel anyway i think that's so crazy also gran should be laid to rest before your wedding yep that you know it's like the bad news and then the good news you could literally have a funeral any day of the week it doesn't matter like you don't have, it doesn't have to be like a like a wedding is like a saturday night a friday night a funeral you can have it on a tuesday morning like yeah there's literally no reason that it needs to be the day after your wedding. This is hella disrespectful. Like, that stand is your so ground. so crazy. It's like a two-for-one wedding funeral special. It's atrocious. And it's disrespectful to Grand too. And put your foot down. Tell your husband it's bonkers. Yeah. And have Say the- absolutely. Like, do not move. You're immovable on this issue. No. Have the funeral next month. Have the funeral literally any time. No, but like, have the funeral like ASAP. What are we waiting for? This is asinine. Your mother-in-law is a piece of work, I just want to say. That's 
un- unreasonable sure, to ask. Perhaps the way that they see it is like, listen, everyone's coming to town. We'll kill I don't two care. birds, one stone. No. But I don't know. I, I just don't think a, a, a funeral is a bird that you and just I'm assuming kill. you're a COVID bride. Like, after all you've been through, seriously, like, fuck off. Also, if they do want to have it, like, at the same weekend as yours, then at least the funeral should be first. No, like, it shouldn't no, be no, on the same like, weekend. On the, at the no, very fucking least. I get it, but, like, no. No to this whole but thing. I agree. No to the whole thing. Good luck. Let us know. All right, finally. Hello, Claudia and so Jackie. what does that mean to not have a funeral for that long? Like, where's Gran? I think, like, in a drawer, you know? Oh, cremated? No, in, like, a mortuary drawer. For months? Yeah, it's, like, cold in there. No, no, no. I'm sure, like, but the, don't they have, like, you can't just take up a drawer forever. Or, I guess you're cremated, but the, you don't have a funeral for cremate. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Because it's just a service, a celebration of life. Well, that's not a funeral. People who are cremated, like, then, like, they take their ashes and, like, do. Yeah. Like, a funeral is a casket. Okay. That's really, like, a lot to think about. No, I know. I really don't like thinking about, like, yeah, physical we, we, bodies after death. We've like, got to move on. I it, can't think about it. Oh, no, now I'm going to sneeze. I've been triggered. Hold on. That way, that way, that way. To the left. <laughs> to you. the left, to the left. Okay. Final one. Hello, Jackie and Claudia. 2021 has literally been the hardest year of my life, and it would take a 100-page essay to explain all the reasons why, but trust me when I say it's been a year. I became a toaster this year, and when y'all have, and y'all have truly kept me sane and been a happy distraction for me through some of the tough times. Thank you. So the cherry on top of my very difficult year is that my husband and I, I'm 25, he's 26, decided to get a divorce. We've been together for six years, eloped at the end of June, and we've been talking about marriage for a long time, and I've always known that he's the one. The decision to divorce was not because of any crazy dramatic reasons like cheating or a big fight. It was a lot of small things we've been dealing with for a very long time that have been piling up and we've been sweeping under the rug. We both love each other so much, but we reached a point where we needed where we realize we may not be each other's end game. Needless to say, it's very fucking hard. However, I'm not writing in for advice about my relationship or how to handle the end of it, although I do welcome any kind words. I'm writing in because we were only married for about five months and I'm really embarrassed. Even though everyone around me is telling me not to be ashamed or embarrassed, I can't help it. This is the person I truly imagine spending the rest of my life with, having children with, etc. And we've talked about that for the last six years with my friends and family. Now suddenly I'm like a divorcee at 25 years old after a five-month marriage. Like, what the fuck? Literally just typing that sentence made me cringe. I feel like people think that I was impulsive when I married him and that we couldn't just handle the married life and called it quits after five months. I know that it is so much more layered than that, and I know the truth, but I feel like everyone around me is judging me. I'm trying to survive the heartbreak of it all, but now I feel like I have to explain myself to people too. What the fuck do I do, and how the fuck do I handle this? Love you all so much, and thanks for any advice. Claudia, I'm in Austin, and will be attending NLOG, and I can't wait to see you. P.S. If this actually makes it on a YouTube episode, please tell the toasters watching on YouTube to comment their advice on how to get through a long-term relationship breakup i need all the advice i can get right now thanks okay so you hear that if you're listening and you have advice on long-term relationship breakup drop a comment on youtube because the girl who wrote in will be reading them yes okay so my advice is less so on long-term relationship breakup because that's just like you know the grieving process no she wants our advice like how to handle like the the stigma the stigma the optics and first of all like you have you're unwavered in your decision and you know that it was the right thing to do and that's the most important thing like there's no regrets you know what you did was right and even though and I feel like this is such a corny motto but I was seeing it going around like in 2020 2021 we stopped caring about what things look like and start caring about what things feel like so yes like like maybe it looked like the a great relationship and it was six years and you guys were just like taking each next step but like who cares what what it looks like when it feels like shit that's true and I think that obviously it's easier to like you know easier said than done but like you have to put people's opinions out of your head like they don't know what it was like you made the best decision for yourself and like you have saved yourself so much time energy and if there are people around you who are like speaking negatively they're doing you a favor by showing you their true colors like those aren't people friends or family that you should really be like hanging out with if they can't even just be by your side and like and and defend you when you're going through a tough time no and like to get to to be together for six years to get married and then get divorce months later like really something isn't right and so yes you could have like in their view you could have trucked on and then like but then the problems become bigger and then there's more time wasted and like what you're 25 years old right your whole life isn't ahead of you you you've got to change your perspective because you just did the best thing for yourself you've liberated yourself and go like enjoy I mean obviously it's a little soon but like hit the town I just want to say alternative um 
like idea. I think there's something like incredibly cool and chic about being divorced at 25. I just want to say it's like- It's very Evelyn Hugo. It's very just like, oh, you're so cosmopolitan. You've been through so much. You're so mature. I don't really think like, if I don't know anyone who's 25 and divorced, but if I did, I would, oh, I'm sorry. Like Taylor Strecker is one of the most interesting people I know. And she got divorced at like 28, I think. Like I would be, she's so interesting. Like I would love to, I think it makes you an interesting person. I just want to say, I, maybe not everyone thinks that, but if I met someone who was 25 and divorced, I'd be like, tell me your whole life. Right. Far more interesting than someone who's staying in a marriage that's really not making either of them happy. 100%. And you're far braver and... You'll be so much better in the, in the long run yeah. because you made this decision. Like, I know you know you made the right decision, so we don't have to tell you that, but it will make you a better person just for like a million reasons. Like, you're just putting yourself first. Yeah, I agree. I think that you need to just like you know that you did the right thing but just like hold true to that and there's really aside from the fact that I guess like it sounds a little funny like you wrote it like 25 year old divorcee mm -hmm. or I don't know I don't I think it's very very chic and if you look at it through that lens like you might be empowered I just want to say it's giving like I don't know it's giving no, like you know chic it, energy and it's also giving because it's giving very confident like I know myself energy yep. and like I know that this wasn't right for me and even though it was the most painful thing to do and then like we have to undo years of of legal stuff now and like a relationship and this and that but like I know myself and, and most people don't especially still at 25 mm -hmm. even and so that's what it says to me I agree I think you sound like a fabulous gal and like lean into it yeah lean in best of luck again if any of you guys have written into us in the last couple weeks and we have read it on air please we're desperate for updates like what happened Write us an email, deartoasters at gmail.com. Or if you're just someone in need of advice, again, deartoasters at gmail.com. That's our show. Our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show. Where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, why don't you go drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram of some money in honor of Daddy Warbucks. Hopefully that girl gets every coin coming to her. Yes. Have please. an amazing day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.